Welcome to Practice Purchase Season 6, all about a successful dental transition into ownership. We're continuing this episode with a discussion with Kira Dent from the Dental A-Team. Kira is one of my favorite people. You heard her talk in the last episode about um, how she structures her engagements, the types of things she looks for, how she adds value to the team. In this episode, I'm going to ask Kira some very pointed questions about how she would pick a consultant, what she would look for, how often are they actually flying out to offices, what percentage of the time are they talking to dentists versus staff? Look, hiring a consultant is a big financial investment. If you're going to drop, well, let's be honest, I was going to say the amount of money you'd spend on a car, but a lot of you, <laughs> the amount that we're spending on half a car in a year uh, is that it's, it's something that should give you pause and make sure that you do it right and that you have a process on how you're going to make sure that you receive a return on this investment of dollars you're about to spend on your practice. So listen to this episode of Cure Dent and see if you can decide for yourself, how would I go about picking a consultant? What are the things that I would look for? And how specifically am I going to set up some criteria to maybe drop or maybe not, but maybe drop some serious dollars on a consultant who is going to help me get to a place in my practice that I'm happier faster. And by the way, put more money in my pocket along the way and decrease my stress and take time off my plate and have processes in place. Listen for the questions that you would ask yourself as you're making that decision when you're an owner. Let's get to it. Okay, let me shift gears for a second. Let's talk about the phrase good consultant. Um, (laughs) I have you on because I believe you are a good consultant. I've talked to lots of clients. I've seen you present. I've read your newsletter for years. I've listened to your podcast, all kinds of different things. That's Mm -hmm. how I've determined. Oh, of course. and, and and, And I'm not saying that lightly. Now, there are, I don't even know, like there's the Academy of Dental Consultants, I think, and there's probably hundreds of names on that list, right? So the, in theory, I've got hundreds of different options of, and how to pick it. How, how would you choose a competitor, right? You're now mm-hmm. a practice owner. You can't hire a dental team. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's off the table. There's some okay. non-compete or something like that. Don't worry, um, we're too booked up that we have a wait list and you yeah, can there help you go. today. That's what it <laughs> exactly. is. Okay, I got it, got it. Yes, I want yes. them, but I can't have them. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, it, how, do you pick a, how do you pick somebody? Is it just call around and see who used whom and you know, personal referrals? Am I listening to podcasts? Like what, what, would you, what steps would you actually take to find a good consultant? Well, I love this because I think we can relate so much in dentistry. It's like, how do patients know if it's a good dentist or not? And for me, I actually think consulting is a little bit easier to understand because we actually have an ROI that can be a physical, tangible piece um, that you can see. Whereas dentistry, your patient just is like, I don't know if that was a good feeling or not. Did it hurt or not? Right. That's all they can get. So I do think, number one, ask for friends and referrals of who they've had. But I do think go to that person because I think consulting is more of a a personal piece. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to be very... Um, just close with your consultant. You're sharing your finances of your business. You're sharing your best days and your worst days. I know my coach has seen me at my absolute worst and I just trust that I can be vulnerable in front of her and she's not going to judge me. So I often say the way I determine if it's a good consultant or a good coach, because I vetted my own and I hire my own as well, is number one, do I like their philosophies? So how can I get a testimonial of this person? Do they have a podcast? Do they have a newsletter? Do they have a book? 
read that style, listen to that podcast and see, do I resonate with their style? For dental aid team, you can go back, you can listen to our tangibles, you can listen to my life skills. Like I don't believe it's just dentistry, it's life as well. So I try to have, just like you guys, for your patients, you have your Instagram of your collage of what your patient testimonials look like. A consultant should have something and not just from, I don't want just people on there saying that they're great. I want you to be able to taste it, touch it, feel it. How can you experience it to make sure you even align with their fundamentals? So that would be number one. Are you aligned with them and do you like their style? Because bottom line is, and I will say this with the most love and respect, most consultants are exactly the same. We are going to teach the same things. We're going to implement the same things and we're going to do it. It's just our flair and our style. And so for you, generally speaking, most of the consultants will do the same thing. Do you like them as a person? Do you like their style? Me, I'm very high energy. I'm fun. I'm like, let's have a party our, for our team summit. I'm sending like swag boxes and it's multi-million dollar theme this year. And I'm like sending money and like blue fizz and like all this fun confetti. If you like that and you're like, I want my team to be a part of that. Cool. That'd be the person. But if you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds psychotic. That girl talks way too fast. You wouldn't want to work with me because I attract the same type of people. So look for someone that you resonate with. And then I would ask for stats. What are they going to do? How do they do it? For me, ours is very much a customized way. I don't have a, here's your A to Z cookbook because I believe that your problems come not in A to Z form. So we need to figure out what are your pain point? What do we need to do? And it's basically like a treatment plan for a patient. So go to the consulting company and find out how are they going to fix your problem? How soon can you see an ROI? And that's where I think you can figure out. But for me, I also want like my big stake in the ground. The thing that makes it is, have they been there and have they done mm. that successfully? Because yeah. I don't want someone who thinks in theories and ideas. I want someone who knows what it freaking feels like at 10 o'clock at night when you've got someone quitting on you and you can't afford payroll and they've actually come through that pain. Do they know how to actually guide me through it? And if they do, and I like their style, that's the person I'm going to hire. And I will happily write them a check because they just changed my life. They saved me from a lot of problems and I'm going to move forward with confidence. And I would say, once you choose your consultant, don't get many consultants. People do consultant paralysis and they've got too many coaches yeah. that they can't make a decision. So stick with that person, commit with that person. But that's how I would determine a good consultant. I love it. How long does the average client work with you guys? So most of the time I say, I want you committed for a year um, because you've got to be able to like, there's a bunch of slush and we're going to figure it all out. But then I'm building for me and our clients, I'm building your foundation. So getting your ops manual play, I have 12 systems and I want to make sure all those systems are actually in your practice. They're there. So we've got that piece, but then I'm also dealing with all your problems that come. So it's a proactive and a reactive piece, getting you really educated as a business. So being able to read your PL, making sure you've got cash flow, making sure you're profitable. I aim for um, our, our newer clients. I want you at least at a 60, 65% prof, like uh, overhead. And then Good. our really extreme clients, I want you, so if you, after you've been with us a year or two, I'm hoping that we get you down to that 50, 55% overhead. Because I believe as a business owner, one, as a dentist, you went to a lot of school. I am all about, I want you to be freaking wealthy and successful. And I want you to be proud of that because you went to a lot of schooling. And also the flip side of it that benefits the team, me as a team member, when you're secure financially and you're doing really well, you're going to pay your team better, I hope. And if not, I will teach you that you need to give back to the people who made yeah. you great. Yeah. And two, you being more secure as an owner makes me secure as an employee. I know our business is going to be successful. So I'm all about you being very successful, very financially well off, um, but at the same time, making sure you're balanced around. So usually a year um, is typical foundations, getting things in play, getting that cash flow there. And then if you want year two, most clients work with us for one to two years. Year two is leadership. 
But my model and what I would say any consultant you hire, they better teach you how to fish, not have you dependent on them. Because if you're dependent upon that consultant, I feel they failed you. Um, they didn't teach you how to do this on your own, which at the end of the day, use them if they keep growing you, but don't use them because you depend on them. I love it. Okay. How often, now, personally, if I were, uh, heaven forbid, or a dentist running a practice and um, actually working in patients' mouths, which is the heaven forbid part, if I, <laughs> I would want the consult to come out, I would fly you out. I would pay the, the higher fee because I want you to, I want you to meet Tamara at the front desk and Stacy in the back room and my assistant, you know, Jennifer or whoever. I want you to understand the personalities, the dynamic and see the layout and all of those things. How often is a consultant flying out to see my practice? What, what's typical? What's normal? What should I expect? Yeah, I think all consultants do it a little bit differently. Some people like to hire someone local. Um, I actually don't work local and I do it intentionally. So I live in Nevada and I do not have a single Nevada doctor. And that feels really dumb because this would be way easier for me to get to <laughs> than flying across the country. However, I have actually found that when clients I'm too close to, they depend on me mm. and they actually don't figure it out. And then they don't block time and they don't take it as as seriously. Yeah. Um, and so I've done a lot of different things. I've flown out to offices like every so many months I've gone. And what I've actually found is a solid cadence is either two or three times a year. Hmm. Um, because what that does is it allows you, it takes a while to implement change. And yeah. so for us, when we fly to a practice, um, we don't shut the office down. I want to see you in your natural habitat. I want to watch your day to day. Then we train your whole team. Then we see it implemented, making sure like things got worked through. But then I'm going to check in with you. And I don't want to come back and see you too soon. Because if I come back too soon, the team doesn't feel like they won. They don't feel like they were able to gain any momentum before I come back in and do more changes. So I found usually anywhere from, I'd like to go about every six months is a good cadence I found. If you want more, maybe three, um, or if you're like, no, I want it for like team morale and retreats as opposed to training, you might want to see them a bit more often. But I found unless you're on attraction mode and you want every quarter and we're doing quarterly leadership, that's yeah. a very different type of consulting. But I would say generally, if you want us to come see the land, figure it out, come up with things for your team. I feel like once every six months, so two times a year is a really great cadence to have someone come in mm, and then nice. we can see and celebrate the wins and then give you the next layer so you can work on it for six more months. Just a book check. You're referencing the book traction. Is that the traction mode you're talking yes. about? I love that book. Yep. I fact, do too. And we've learned to do it. We, that's fine. I, I see so, some yes. orange there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think it's just a great way. Um, but traction is a great thing. I would not say though, for a brand new practice starting no. out, you're not there for traction. So let's I get agree. the foundations. Let's get the basics. And then let's move you into traction when you're a little bit further along yeah, the path. You do threes and D4s listening right now. Go read traction. Sure. And then yes. throw it on your bookshelf and then, you know, go work, buy a practice and then pick it back up. And uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of new things you didn't see the first time through. So perfect. Sure. Okay. Um, what, um, what do people not understand about consultants that they probably should understand? Mm -hmm. You've covered kind of everything. This is kind of a catch-all question. What am I, what's an intelligent question I'm not asking Kira? No, I think actually the way you said it was perfect because I think people think an office or a consultant is a replacement or an interim mm. office manager, and we are not. Yes. Um, some other people I think want to be, but again, why do I want to pay a high price point for someone to be my office manager? Go hire a great... Guys, I used to be... Um, I think the highest offer I was offered as an office manager was three days a week paid 150000 and that was my, I think, highest <laughs> I would have paid it. Deal. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Today, I'm like, it might be a little bit more if I were to be an office manager. That's fair. But the point of that is don't pay a really high consultant to be your office manager from my perspective. I feel a consultant, their job, 
I actually want to use the word coach. I think a coach mm -hmm. is a better definition. However, I've learned that dentists like, they like to have a consultant. I think it feels yeah. better for you to have a consultant. A coach feels a little like, man, we're not on the basketball court. But I think the coach is a better idea of how to view this person. They're not your office manager. They're not there to do your billing for you. Like that's not what a consultant's job is to do. They're there to teach you how to fish. They're there to push you when you need to be pushing to say, stop doing this. You need to do this. Yeah. Or, hey, we need to do this in a way that empowers and inspires while also being direct with you. I think you've got to have someone who is not afraid to tell you what you need to do and that they're confident in that. So don't treat them or think of them as your interim office manager. They're not. They're not here to do all those pieces for you. They're there to coach you. They're there to set it up for you. They're there to help you, but they're your coach. They're your guide. They're their mentor to guide you through this, but you don't want them as your team. You don't want them. Like I am an extension of all of our teams, but I'm not sitting there answering phones or doing treatment plans. I'll listen to them and I'll give them guidance. Um, and then the other thing is be careful that that consultant is setting up systems for you that aren't people dependent. So I try really hard to everything I put into place it's not based on the team. So yes, Brian, you said mm. Tamara and these people, but yeah. Tamara might decide she wants to leave at some point. And if I do something that's specifically for Tamara and only teach Tamara, that information that I that you invested in of me as an investment as a consultant just went out the door with Tamara. And so make sure your consultants are setting up systems and you as an owner know what's going on. So I yeah. keep all of our owners involved, all the systems go to them. That way they don't have to do it but they actually are educated on it. So I think don't have them be an office manager, make sure that they build systems for you and they're not people dependent. And then I also say, make sure they're an advocate for you. I'm an advocate for doctors because it's a business and I need to make sure that business is successful and thriving. And you as a doctor are confident, secure because you're going to make better and smarter choices. And I think you deserve that life, but also they need to understand the team. But I think some consultants can either wane on either side where maybe they're too doctor and business centric that they forget how the team feels or they're too team centric that they're kumbaya and you're like, cool, I need to make the bills. So I think you've got to have a good balance between the two and make sure that that consultant can walk that line, which I actually think is pretty tricky to do. But when a consultant can do it, yeah. it's magic because they can see both sides of the coin. That, so that's perfect. I, this is a question I've often had and I forgot to write down before our call. What percentage of your time as a consultant are you talking with the doctor versus talking with anyone on their staff? Is it like hundred percent of time I'm talking only to the doctor or, you know, you know, 50, 50, like how does that typically, I'm, I'm sure the answer depends a little bit on the office, but what's the average? Yeah, it does depend on the office, but I'm always working with the doctor on mindset, on profitability, on those numbers. Also, where do they want to go? If I don't have your leadership and your guidance, a lot of times I do think doctors, when they sign up for consulting, want to abdicate that and say, oh, go talk to my team. Yeah, to me, yeah. that's very foolish and a waste because you're at the end of the day, the only person who's guaranteed to be there. But at the same time, you're a doctor and I would be a foolish consultant to think that that doctor wants to do all the things I want you to do. So what I do is I typically have one call. It's usually a 30 minute call with my doctors every month and then a 30 or excuse me, a 60 minute team training or working with the team. And then there's a ton of emails and calls in between. But that doctor, I need them for vision. I need them for direction and I need them for mindset and then also profitability. Also, if your team's struggling, I need to have conversations to make you a better boss as well. But then I get your team involved, get them running the systems, get them implementing things, get them creating the processes. So it's not 50-50 per se. I think it's doctor is more intense and then team is based on the needs of the practice um, and then being able to reach out all the time. So if you need your 
team coached on treatment coordinating or how to close this case or how to schedule or how to deal with the hygiene team. They come to us and we can resolve those problems while keeping you also in the loop. So to answer your question, Brian, I know you want a number. I would say 25% usually mm. is doctor, 75% is team, mm. depending upon how much the doctor wants to be involved. But me yeah. as an owner, the last thing I want to do is be so involved to where I have to do all the things. So my goal is to actually free up the owners while keeping them involved. That's ah, beautiful. Okay. Uh, Kira, you have, oh man, you have so many different resources. Um, I'll, I'll plug TikTok here in just a second because that's my favorite recent <laughs> one. But um, the virtual academy is really cool. That's a lower price point option for people that just want to get in and, and um, maybe try some of the tips, see if they can kind of mm-hmm. do it themselves, et cetera. Obviously, there's the full consulting service. We've got, t- tell me the name of the podcast because I've listened to it and, and I want people to uh, really, that that's an experience I think everybody should have. Yeah. So um, head on over to the Dental 18 podcast and okay. I don't do it as cool as Brian does. We don't do seasons, but mm. what I do is on our website, you can, <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of podcasts. We do three a week. Um, but what you can do is go to our website, the and click on podcast. And there is a search bar. So any topic, anything that you want to know, you just search that in the search bar. It will come up. We have hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So I yeah. think it's a great resource for you. That's free um, and a great way to experience it. But yeah, the dental team podcast. Awesome. And you do summits and uh, what's the, uh, the handle on TikTok that I've seen? Crap. Oh, Sorry. Is it just Dental 18? 18. It is yeah, Dental 18. Okay. We're on TikTok. Yeah. We're on Instagram. I try to like snippet parts of the podcast yep. for you guys. Um, we have our newsletter every single week that goes out, which, which I really don't good. like it to just be fluff. Um, so it's very tactical. Really Some people good. say I give way too much consulting away, but I figure if you guys can do it on your own or I can be a resource for you, do it without me. Um, and I want to teach you so much that you need me to help you figure out which one to prioritize and implement. So the podcast, the newsletter, we do have a full team um, summit every single year. So if you want a team like boost and charge and because I think getting that is a really hard thing to do and really high level CE. And then, like you said, the virtual online, um, if you're worried about price point, I try to have all of it there. It's all CE. We are AGD accredited. And so training for every single position within your practice ways. There's little videos that you can use for morning huddle. I try to make it a very DIY. So if you are the scared doctor or you're like, I just don't think I can afford this, having at least a really solid resource out there from free to low cost to in the middle to nope, I want to go high level. I try really hard to accommodate because I do know that that's a piece that maybe you're not quite ready for it, but you still need the resources. So let's have a something available that's going to give you top notch, high quality value for you as well. Thank you. Kira Dent, owner of the Dental A Team. Kira, thank you for being part of Practice Purchased. Thank you, Brian. It was such a pleasure. I truly respect and adore what you guys are doing and think you guys really are making an amazing impact in our world of dentistry. So thanks. It was an honor. 